Hello everyone, welcome to Pod Position. Uh, I'm in a great mood, uh, so it's going to be a really fun, high energy, everyone's probably going to do a lot of smiling, because uh, that's my favourite thing to do, is to smile, and subsequently put the smiles on the faces of all you lovely listeners at home. So, let's just crack on with an intro. I'm joined as usual by Laura. Hello Laura. Hello, I am not doing as um as oh great grinning through your teeth as you are this week. Um I am melting. I'm pretty sure I might just turn into a liquid by the end of this show because it's 32 degrees Celsius where I am and our British humidity and our like insulated houses are not built for this. They trap the heat in and I might die. Yes, yes, I've been hearing about the heat wave back in the old home country. Uh yeah, that sounds rough. I never, I never liked uh, summers in in Britain. Like, like the summers in Mississippi are worse, but most houses have air conditioning as standard. Well, the, and, this is and yeah. English houses don't. A, a lot of people complain about about the Brits being like, "Oh, why are you complaining? It's not that bad of a summer." It's like, yeah, but the the deal is, we have like a pretty consistently terrible weather for ninety nine percent of the year, and then we get like five days a year where the temperature like triples out of nowhere and we just don't know how to cope because we don't have air conditioning and our houses are heat traps and we just kind of all die for like four or five days and then we go back to being okay and complaining about it being not warm enough yeah because yeah yeah, yeah. because i mean it's a fact of life that people like it's all about what you're used to and it's all relative i mean if that weren't the case, people in Africa and Europe wouldn't have different melanin levels in their skin. You know, I mean, we are not used to this kind of heat and it gets us when it happens. <laughs> that you... said, that yeah. said, at least at least when I was living there, British summers could get pretty up there. Yeah. Uh, but as always, the issue was no fucking air conditioning, which I think Britain... Like... Especially near London, where it's a smog trap. Mm. It should be standard. AC should be standard. We should have none of this. Oh, well, it's not always summer. No, but often it is, usually during around the summertime. And <laughs> also, You're going to be okay, though, Laura, because after Brexit, you won't be getting all the European um, continental weather anymore. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Like People have been saying to me on Twitter, why not just buy an air conditioner for the summer? Uh, summer? I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. That's not an option. We don't sell them here. Like, apparently in America, like, worst case scenario, you can get, like, a, a practically disposable thing you stick on your window for $100. I've, I've considered like, getting one because my office is right at the end of the, the, the vents in the house. So I'm in here with computer stuff going on. It gets pretty hot in here. And yeah, yeah, I was gonna get one of those little window. Yeah, you things. just you just turn up to any old store, and it's like, yeah, I'll get a little window thing in the summer. There you go, air conditioning. We that's not a thing we have. There isn't a place to buy air conditioning. That's ridiculous. Here. It's it's the twenty first century. It, it is current year argument. It, it is it is the current year, and yet people can't get a fucking air conditioning. You know, when they you need know, one. you could have stopped there after the current year, and yes. And then inserted pretty much any news story from 2017. <laughs> yeah, how, how dare it be current year and still I, the um, world. Talking in 2017, I 
uh, retweeted today a wonderful headline, which was um, two KKK leaders end up in a knife fight due to an argument over who was more racist. <laughs> well, and uh, I think these... it was Will Powers who, who tweeted it out. It was just like, there's 2017 in a nutshell. This, this mm. is really disappointing because the, the like if you're having a knife fight over who's the most racist, in my head, I'm picturing that like the end result of that is the least racist of the two loses and dies because of knife fight. I'm like... Surely whoever's the most racist should be the one to uh, lose this potentially fatal knife fight. Uh, well, I'm not I mean, saying you should it, kill racists, but... Uh... I don't know how the... I, not racists, Laura. People who disagree with you. Um, people who, uh, people who have who a different opinion and think that people of other races shouldn't be respected. Uh, but uh, I, was, I was on a... I was going, on, I was going somewhere with something. Um, but knife fight over a racist having a yeah. knife fight. Yeah, I just I don't know how the KKK would officiate that. I like, I don't uh, know why the, the I I'd need the isn't just you're both racist. You're in the KKK. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously they, in the same way that bodybuilders on the beach want to have the best muscles. <laughs> I guess KKK leaders <laughs> on the beach want to be the best. To be fair, with. With a knife fight like that, whoever loses, we all win. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's it. Fair. It's the opposite of Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. Yeah. What? Anyway, what Laura, I, I concur with you on, on the whole temperature thing because your, uh, your neighbors here in the ex colony are also experiencing it. And, and holy shit. Yeah. Like, it is just. I've been surviving with a six pound Wilkinson's desk fan and a bottle of, like, ice that I put in front of the fan to try and cool the air so that it's kind of like an air conditioner, except yeah. I can't do that while recording because it picks up too much on my mic because I'm, I'm suffering for you all right now. I turned off my fan in this oven in which I'm recording. You better appreciate that this show's happening, listeners. Meanwhile, Mississippi weather is a complete fucking shit circus. Uh, there was a, a hurricane down in Gulfport, stand by the coast, um, about a couple of hours away from me, uh, drive, uh, I say drive, like, like I'm going to fucking walk a two-hour drive, like, oh, a two-minute walk anywhere. Um, but we, we're getting the, the blast back from that, and we're in a unique position where it is raining and is so grey that you think you're going to need a coat out, like I did today when I needed to go shops. Uh, so I put on this raincoat I've got, because uh, my, my normal coat, I made the mistake of leaving near a cat for too long. So it's unwearable at the moment till I get it proper dry cleaned. So I got this coat that I've not worn since England, basically. I brought this from England. Great news, it actually fits. So I'm not that much fatter. So that's okay. Uh, bad news is I walked straight out and, and I had no time. So like I had to lock up and go. Uh, so I was committed to wearing it. Uh, and it was very hot outside <laughs> while looking like a very typical British winter out there. So it's a very trippy scenario outside right yeah, now. Yeah, but and Jim, Jim, yes. Jim, you're overlooking the most important fact of this. We are in Britain and it is warm, therefore the world is ending and we have the worst weather in the world. And you, you're forgetting that. Uh, but, but, but I'm in Mississippi and it's raining. Which By means the way... All of the dangerous Mississippi drivers who don't seem to give a shit because they think, you know, what's the point? If I if I die, then it's eternal life. So drive like I'm a f 
like I'm a fucking bastard. By the way, to, to the 15 of you listening who right now are furiously typing about how much worse and hotter the weather is in your place of the world, well done. Here's your medal. Yeah, but it is worse where I am, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Because of because it's raining and and that I love the rain I miss the rain like that is my fate that's my if you're asking me my best weather right mm. let let's just uh, let's just slow the podcast down a little bit and, and and stay off topic just for a little detour and say so if you're asking me my best weather I would have to say rain possibly thunderstorm less so now that I've got a dog so rainy weather grey like it. Um, doesn't happen very often in Mississippi, uh, but it, it's good for it cools down because it gets very consistently hot out there. Like you could boil an egg out there, uh, but when it's like this, it's weird. Uh, but it doesn't rain very much, and it fr- it freaks people out, and they can't drive. They they already can't drive for shit out here. I've seen more car wrecks here. Well, I saw more car wrecks here in my first two years living in Mississippi uh, than I saw in the entire, like, 23, 24, however many years it was of my life I had in England. It's it's terrifying on those roads. Wow. They hydroplane everywhere when it starts raining. And they all, they all seem to go out more in the rain. I love the rain if I don't have to go out in it. If I can stay yeah. in my house, I love looking out at the rain and just hearing it sort of drizzle away. It's a very cosy feeling, isn't it, when it's pattering on the window? I love it. I rain find is it very, the best thing calming. in the world when you don't need to go into it. Yeah, Rain, <laughs> I, actually, I rain, rain and it. wet weather makes the cold a lot more shit. I don't mind going into it because I can always just convince myself that I'm, like, on a rooftop about to have the last fight in a sci-fi film. Yeah. Which always happens in the rain. So I, you know, I can just look up. It confuses people when I'm in the middle of the street I've, and I'll just like drop to my knees and look up and go, to, But um, it makes the rain fun. I've been to cold countries like, um, like winter in like Finland and stuff is extremely mm-hmm. cold. And actually, they have very hot summers as well. But it's always worse in the UK and Ireland because it's not as cold, but the wetness and the wind makes it much more, feel much more cold. <laughs> That's that's an issue with uh, the Mississippi summer. Is it always feels hotter than it is, and and the the heat index we have is uh, sometimes the gap between how hot it actually is and how hot the human body will make it feel when it's out there. Is the gap is ridiculous because of the amount of of fucking tropical humidity we have here. Uh, it's it's horrible. Yeah, that's the problem we're getting here at the moment. Like, the last I looked at the humidity over here, it was like 70% or something. I'm like, that is that is ridiculous when it is sunny and blue skies outside. Like, that seems stupid. I can't believe we're having a fucking chat about the weather. <laughs> should, we, should we introduce who we are, like, at the start of the show this week, as opposed to last week where we did it as we were signing well, out? Well, you I already you, got introduced, and as expected, 11 minutes later... I was yeah, counting I'm, down I'm, the minutes till someone brought it up. <laughs> I'm trying to bring us back to it, Gavin. You, you know, I, I, I'm aware we've not finished the intros. and I'm We need to, to have a new system them. where Jim says, Laura, hi, you're here. And then you don't start talking about what's going on <laughs> yeah, in your yeah, life. Yeah, but Gavin. You wait Gavin, for me to be introduced and then talk about Gavin, your, what's though, going I on. Gavin, though, I have things to say, Gavin, and I don't want to wait to say them even <laughs> long enough to say, like, hello, Gavin, how are you? I just, I'm just going to get my thoughts out so that we can and, finish and this podcast so I can turn my fucking fan back on. 
And in my defense, Gavin, I'm a terrible podcast host. I've, I've been doing this for over 10 years, and I still don't know how to run a decent podcast. Um, hello, Gavin. Hi. How are you today? I'm good today. A little warm, Brilliant. like Laura, but good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've all got weird weather and all sorts of other things. I have to email uh, a video, today's Jim Pressions video, over to Justin to fix for me, because my microphone does a brand new thing where it slows my voice down in real time. Um, my co-hosts here have experienced this uh, several times while we've um, attempted to record. It's certainly something new. It's about, like... Jim? In... I don't know what you mean. Yes. That was everybody's favourite scene from Zootopia. Let's let's have a round of applause for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hello. I've Welcome I've never heard Jim Position. Oh God, Gavin, you sound like the educational f- children's program for teaching French, Muzzy. <laughs> bonjour, je suis Muzzy. That's what all I can hear when you that? do that voice. It was a weird. What the fuck is Muzzy? Muzzy is a weird like. Cartoon of a monster who teaches children French, and his name is Muzzy. Uh, and all I, hate, I remember about I him this. is just bonjour, je suis Muzzy. I hate hearing about British culture that has um, French, the potential to French have happened after. Af- no, no, <laughs> I, 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 I value our, our friends in France very dearly. Um, I've only ever been once, and it was on a Sunday, and everything was closed, and then we went back. I think my dad just took us because he wanted some, like, cigarettes. He was smuggling. Voulez-vous un holiday en Breton? I, I used... I can't do that. I used to be able to do French quite good, but it was all about the teachers. We switched teachers halfway through the school, uh, and, and and she was awful. And I'm sorry, but she my, was. My French and the weird thing is, was... she was French, and, yeah. and the original teacher was English, but... I, I, I guess it was just teaching style. I, I, I suddenly stopped being able to take in the information. My French teacher was in her early 20s and an extremely uh, attractive French lady, so there was no way I learned any French in that class. We were all too busy just going, oh my God, Miss Bouvier. Uh, Actually, I'm, I, that, that may have been the issue with Madame Machiané as well. Yeah. Uh, that may have been a. Je... You had to call the 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 teachers, a madame, or, or mad. You couldn't use like like sir or ma'am like you did with the other teachers. You had to do it because they were the French teachers. J'ai un jeu vidéo, which is I have a video game, which is my way of trying to take us away from J'ai discussing what video. it's like to learn French and drag us to video games. Wait, wait, here we go. J'ai joué un video game aujourd'hui. Okay. Okay, let, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do video games. Let's do video games. Wolfenstein. This needs to stop! This needs to stop! We have arrête, a piece of breaking arrête, news. S'il vous plaît. We have breaking news as the podcast starts recording. Okay. Um, Nintendo of America is really annoyed at people over something, so... Um, <laughs> Good! Yeah, you know how uh, that new Mario Odyssey, Mario can take people over using his hat. He throws his hat at people, <laughs> and then he yeah. takes control of them, and he is the I pers- saw this he, headline. Yeah, he is now, like, the, he, he possesses them. 
Of course Except he, does. he doesn't. He doesn't possess them because according to Nintendo of America, and I am not paraphrasing here, this is their phrasing, um, actually, he's captured by Mario. They they did Which an um, so actually, to tell you it's, it's capturing not They did a well, actually, yeah. That yeah. does not sound better. It's like, like, you can get away with that with Pokemon because we see, you know, the ball that, that they go in and that you can't say capturing... For the human soul. That's not good. Mario can't capture the human soul. Nintendo? Apparently, what are you ca- doing? apparently that's better than him possessing the human soul. Yeah, you gotta leave that for Konami, man. Mario Infernus, the soul catcher. No thank you. No thank you. Yeah. Yahoo! Gotta catch him souls! That was more Mickey Mouse than Mario. It's I a me. I can't do a Mario voice. It's a me, Soul Catcher. Don't like it. <laughs> uh, Nintendo have a bunch of weird news this week. A lot of the news has been in some way connected to them. Um, so, like, the thing that I found interesting this week... You know how Pokemon Go came out nearly a year ago and the cultural zeitgeist has completely moved on from it? More or less. I mean, I'm I'm imagining it's probably still quite popular, but obviously it's, it's, it's not, not the mainstream thing it was. exposure um, anymore. Yeah. So nearly a year on, Pokemon Go is kind of adding in multiplayer ish. So right. you still can't battle other trainers, and you still okay. can't trade with other trainers. Okay. But they're making some of the gyms into raid bosses. And you can fight them as a multiplayer team, and that might be how you get legendaries in the game. I'm so glad I stopped playing that game the moment I finished my review of it. I think I think Nintendo may have to accept at some point that that game was a a right said Fred rather than a Depeche Mode. If you get me. Well, I I can't blame. It was it was really really cool for like five minutes, but so, is I there don't... really a longevity there? I don't blame them for keeping going with its development because it so outperformed their initial expectations that apparently, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I'm paraphrasing this off the top of my head, Niantic yeah. said something to the effect of the first year money they made off of Pokemon Go meant that they could just run their studio for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. they made way more than they ever expected to in a year on that game. Yeah. So they and can I imagine it's to, still like, raking plenty in. Exactly. And if nothing else, for the people that are still playing it, it's nice that it is going to have long legs. But it does feel like this is not a huge amount to add in for your one year. Like, hey, this is the big update. You know who else had long raid legs? Raid battle kind of multiplayer So you still can't trade? Is that, is that what I'm trade. hearing? You still can't trade. Like I, that surprises me, and I, obviously it's no surprise to people who have still kept up with it. But like I said, I I, I found it so mediocre. Yeah. My interest. You know who else had long legs, Laura? After I had done the review, I was I was like, Hello. okay, I respect what this has done as a product. I find it dull uh, as a thing, so I stopped <sighs> catching stuff. up with it. And then to hear that it's like I thought that was gonna be the first thing they do to to, to mm. add in the first major so, thing. That's yeah, Ni- Niantic have tried to explain why the updates are coming so slow, and I can summarise their explanation in probably one sentence. The game was a lot bigger than we expected it to be, and as such, we were putting out fires rather than developing new content. 
And I mean, I could understand that. I could yeah. understand that. When when your game is suddenly like the big cultural thing that the whole world is talking about, and like a sixth of the world owns this game that you've created, I can understand how like trying to keep that just functioning would be a priority. But apparently they're like, hey, so we planned like all the stuff we're doing now a year on adding content. We plan to do that like one or two months after this came out, but um, yeah, it's been a fun year. I mean, year. yeah, that's un- that is understandable. Um, I mean, it's I guess it's more even taking that into account. It's it's not so much the slowness of the update, but the priority of the update. Yeah, um, it... like trading to me seems like that would be the. The most immediate I, way to add some longevity to the game. I assumed that would be a thing, and that's exactly why I own like some of the region-specific Pokemon I managed to catch while I was at like Gamer X and stuff. Ne- never assume the sensible thing that's, for Nintendo yeah, would be what th- is going to happen. Yeah, but this is primarily developed by Niantic, a company outside of Nintendo. So I thought Niantic would at least know how to do the sensible thing. But like I have a bunch no, of No, Laura literally their name is Niantic, which like is Nintendo Antics. So, you know, oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I I have a bunch of those region exclusive Pokémon and I've promised them to people. I'm like, "Hey, when the update for trading happens, I will, you know, trade you my Spera, Tauros <laughs> or my like I have it's an like extra, the, the I have an extra the way you said that was like like some guy in an alley is gonna come at you with a pocket knife like where's my fucking pokemon where's my fucking toys considering how considering how ridiculous people got about that game i wouldn't be surprised if people mugged me for a far-fetched um it wouldn't be far-fetched for them to do that oh oh. yeah yeah um but yeah, no, you still can't trade. I can't send people those region exclusives I have that I promised them like a year ago when trade like that's when a shame. trading happens. That um, that would have struck me as the most immediate thing to have worked on. It seems like uh, the oh thing well. that would make people happy and would get people meeting in person again to, you know, play that game that's in person. It, yeah. I don't think raid battles at certain gyms or whatever it is. I don't think that is is Going to attract as well, many people. I I if... don't know. I I can see hypotheticals. Like I'm part of a Facebook group for my local town. Of mm-hmm. like, this is what's going on in Pokemon Go alerts. And if someone messages like, hey, at this place, kind of near where you live, um, there is a legendary Pokemon right now, and there's like twenty people fighting it, and you can maybe catch it if you go. I will totally what, drop what I'm doing and go out on foot and go try and catch a legendary Pokemon in a raid battle. That does sound like a really fun thing to stumble across a bunch of people doing, but I'm not able to trade with anyone, and I, that See, seems the, like the, a more long-term thing. And and the, the easier access thing as well, because, you know, I'm sure people still into it enough to, to be part of, of groups and... and, and be able to organise that kind of stuff, they will go out to these certain predestinated areas and, and do that stuff. But the casual people who are just, like, capturing shit in the pub at their spare time after work or whatnot, trading would have been the way to have gotten a lot more of the less bothered people who still have it on their phone back, I'd have thought. Yeah. Um, I just... I don't see something... I don't see getting customers to go out and make the effort to be reinterested in the game I, is going to get them interested in the game. I honestly think that like talking about their priorities, it might just be that they are prioritizing things that 
will get those core players who are on message boards and things and local groups staying invested at the high end and continuing spending money. Yeah, I guess it's all as about opposed the whales, to, isn't it? Yeah, as opposed to trying to pull back in the people who played it but we're never going to spend money in it. And maybe focusing on things that are going to keep the whales spending money is a more sound financial decision, but... Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I... That I can understand. Um, like, I, I that, can, that makes perfect sense. I can Focus imagine on the, the people spending. Yeah. Like, the scenario I'm imagining for how they make money out of this is, oh, Mewtwo turned up at this gym over there and there's a raid battle happening and you right. can try and catch it. Oh no, while you're fighting the raid battle, you ran out of Pokeballs. You can go and, like, get some more from a Pokestop and come back, but the raid battle might be over, you might have missed your chance to uh, catch your Mewtwo. How about you just buy some microtransaction extra ones while you're here to keep trying to capture it, you know, rather than risk missing it, that's yeah. how we get your whale money. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I still think trading could have uh, done that better. If they'd have come up with a trading system that could have made uh, regional Pokemon, for example, um, you know, hot commodities and stuff, you know, hot tradable commodities, uh, then I think they'd have gotten the same effect in a more dependable manner. I, I feel like mm. they're, they're gambling a bit more when they're relying on people to go out in groups and, and make these efforts um and i can only speak for here and you know culturally mississippi is not all that but during the height of the pokemon craze you could go past the park and you'd see huge groups of, of people of all ages out there if i was still seeing stuff like that then then I, i'd have said that the the, the raid idea is a safe mm. bet but it just seems a riskier gamble than trading for keeping mm. even the, the, the spendy players involved. What seems interesting to me is I have a different perspective on it, and that might be because I live in a very touristy town. That, because yeah, I live yeah. in like Plus a you play seaside... It. I play it, but I also I live in a seaside tourist town, which means that I very often will see people still playing it, because there are people yeah. who are like, oh, I'm travelling, I'm away from home, I don't have my dedicated gaming hand held out, I guess I'll grab my phone, oh, I've still got Pokemon Go, I guess I'll open that up. Mm. Yeah, That's I mean, interesting, because I live in a very um, touristy seaside town as well, and I, I never see it anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a thing in the UK, I don't know. It, maybe it's a regional thing, who knows. Yeah. Um, other stuff we had this Maybe it's just Laura's keeping it so active over there that yeah. the am, am people I just are still invested. Solely by you're myself, propping it I? up in that one town. Because <laughs> um, cause you're out there trading and. Well, not trading. Um, oh, no, I'm trading. I found a way to do it, of course, you know. With, <laughs> of with course all you my, have, yeah. All my leaking tech, I found out, like, oh, if you just do this, you can do trading in the game. It's you fine. can actually get the Pokemon to literally leak out of your phone into other people. Yeah, it's quite I, horrifying. The Pokemon scream when it happens. I can make the Pokemon real and ride them to work, you know, stuff like that. It's all, it, but it's they, all the secret tech. <laughs> but I do want to emphasise again that they hate it. Oh, yeah, they uh, hate it. Because they're very used to being horrific. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're, they're pixel creatures in, in a carbon-based world, and Laura's just on the back of this Togepi, and it's going, Togepi! <laughs> and, and begging for death. and A death that won't come. I, I should point out because Laura's no, got to get to work. The the, tra the death will never come because there no one else has worked out how to make the Pokemon come into the real world. No. So there's no one to battle them. So their the exactly. sweet release of death will never arrive. And Laura's making far too much bank off those sweet sweet Pokemon that gets older stakes uh, or or you know manual labor what have you. Uh, and and why stop a lucrative deal? 
Exactly. E- even if they're screaming a lot, <laughs> why stop a lucrative deal? I'm gonna get rid of the Patreon and I'm just gonna make my living by forcing like match uh, match amps to like repair roofs for me. And you know, I'll be like, hey, look, cheapest rates you can find in the area for a roof repair. You will have to ignore some screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that's that's a fair a fair deal. I think a lot of people will take the bargain price in exchange mm-hmm. for ignoring some screaming. I think so as well. You 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 pay for what you get. So other what news, else happens? Other news. <laughs> other news this week. Um, there's a did, really. By the way, sorry, sorry, Lord. Did Nintendo react to that uh, Mario headline that was going around? No, no, no. It's Nintendo themselves that said it's not possession. The, no, I'm the... talking about the one where Mario uh, invaded my body and slept with my wife, and now I'm the father of his child. Oh no, they've not acknowledged that one yet. I would I saw, love it. I if saw they that did. going around and I was like, if Nintendo sees that, I bet they won't take it with a good sense of humor. I Mario would... Odyssey is fucked up. Like like Nintendo's just gonna have to there's no spinning this. All of the implications are bad. He it doesn't mean the game isn't fun. As he runs around in traffic. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, he's you're Mario's a he's a, a villain cunt. protagonist. <laughs> Mario is a villain protagonist at this point, and that's yeah. how they need to reposition. Mario has turned heel, and we have to deal with that. Um, in in, an, in a surprisingly bit uh, uh, like consumer positive bit of news we got this week, um, you know how game companies are usually like really reluctant to help each other in any way whatsoever to improve how games are made. Of course, yeah, it's it's the the American way. It's the American way. Uh, this is not the American way. We're about to talk about the Japanese way. Um, Street Fighter and Tekken's developers have struck a deal this week for the uh, for several years ongoing to share their company's matchmaking and network tech so that both can benefit from improved online play in their games. That's very respectable. That's that a, is that's a really positive move. So basically, think... they're just both going to go to each other like, "Hey, here's how we do our online. Here's how we do our online." take a good old look, see if there's anything that could fix any problems you have with yours, and they're gonna make matchmaking and network better for everyone. I think that's a I think that's a wonderful idea. Um, I mean, obviously, that with, with them having recently had crossover stuff, uh, it, make, it would make sense that they'd been talking to each other and, and maybe over the course of co-developing stuff realised, hey, this is this is actually a good idea. This is, this is already working. Let's keep this thing going. Um, it'd be great if more companies did that. Um, I mean, for the very simple thing of just seeing more crossovers is always nice. But tech stuff would, would I think, really help improve the industry in several ways. Um, and certainly at a time where this E3, a big conversation was cross-play, uh, cross-platform play between you know Switch, Xbox, and uh, PC with Sony deciding they don't want a, a, a cut of that, bafflingly. Well, um, it's not so baffling this week. We did get a bit of insight into part of why that is. Oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah they did spray some liquid shit out as a response, didn't they? Well, n- well, they sprayed some liquid shit out, but there is something that's, like, I would say is probably the real explanation, not what Sony said, as to why they're not doing uh, cross-play. So... Minecraft on the Switch has crossplay with PC and Xbox One. However, there is a caveat that would probably explain Sony's reluctance to have Minecraft crossplay. In order to do crossplay with Minecraft on the Switch, you have to sign into Xbox Live on your Switch. 
And that might be what Sony's reluctant to get involved in. Because, like, I I suspect that is because it's Minecraft and Minecraft is owned by Microsoft and they want to get you interacting with their Microsoft systems. Of course. I don't know if that necessarily explains something like Rocket League, but... That's, yeah, that's the problem. It seems Sony is just no-no on any cross-play. And the Minecraft does make sense, though. The in, Minecraft in, one to, makes to, sense, to, and I do wonder yeah. if maybe that's part of where their fear of other games has come from, is we don't want you log to set a precedent that it's okay for you to log into other companies' logins while on our console because of things like Minecraft and Xbox yeah. Live, which... That is super it's weird a, to think that soon Switch users might have to sign into Xbox Live while playing a Switch game. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I'm in the process of uh, looking up all that stuff because there was quite a bit of that stuff I missed. Um, I saw Sony's thing. Yeah, uh, what I was their statement again? I don't remember much of it. It, it seemed was, like corporate jargon. It was unintelligible. It was, it was like, like I just randomly hammered the keyboard and tweeted that out and said, there's a better response. Um, yeah, they didn't say anything. It, it was such a non-statement that I cannot recall the words used and it didn't matter because it just boiled down to uh, we're not against it uh, we're, not, we're, we're open to things like when, all this that vague shit yeah. is always we're, Sony we're are always in, open to things we're not against it we just don't want to let you do it yeah when it's not that we're against it it's just that right now it wants to happen yeah. and we're against that I, happening I honestly think it's it's not an opposition to crossplay. It's an opposition to crossplay with other consoles that acknowledging other consoles exist, because we've seen PS4 games have crossplay. Um, Street uh, the the most recent Street Fighter is a great example of a game that you can play PS4 against other PC players. Rocket PC, yeah, yeah. Rocket League to like we kind of touched on this last week, but to be slightly more specific, PS4 players can play against PC players in Rocket League. But they cannot play against Switch or um, Xbox users, and again, yeah. it's I think it's because they don't see the PC as a direct competitor because it's it's not a console as such. But Microsoft and Nintendo both make consoles, and maybe that's I mean, where their problem yeah. lies. That 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 was my initial read on it, just at a glance, uh, and and it is. If you Occam's Razor it, it's the most simple solution, is Sony just wants to jealously guard its position in the console market um, and and not play around with other consoles. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, cross-play has been a thing. You're absolutely right. It has been a thing on, on PS4. Uh, it's just not been with, with Microsoft or Nintendo stuff. Uh, meanwhile, Nintendo, as I've said before, often views itself kind of outside of the game industry a little bit. Uh, sees itself as a little bit different and often behaves differently in its own strange bubble uh, outside of the main market. So I can see that not being as big a deal to them. They're like, okay, sure, yeah, other consoles exist. Doesn't matter to us. We're Nintendo. Yeah. We'll we, we'll do fine because we're Nintendo, it, and we just luck out and do fine. It and is. It is super weird though to be in a world where Nintendo is. Nintendo is more forward thinking in terms of allowing players to play with each other in spite of their console differences than Sony. That's not a situation I would have predicted that Nintendo would be the ones to say, yeah, sure, play with people on the scary, you know, consoles where all the the scary (laughs) adults are. 
Let's let the well, kids think... on the Nintendo system play with the 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 twenty five year old dude bros on the Xbox. I think it's uh, it's just a unique situation that plays to a strength of Nintendo and a weakness of Sony's. Uh, Nintendo strength being that they don't really give a fuck about other game companies too much, um, and have often proven quite collaborative before. Um, I mean, you know, they they helped out with Bayonetta two. Uh, they've collaborated with Tecmo Koei on stuff. Um, they're, they're quite a collaborative company when they want to be. And Sony isn't, <laughs> really. Uh, Sony, uh, possibly because it has been burned in the past when it's collaborated. Hell, it, the, the reason the PlayStation exists is because it, it, a deal with Nintendo and Sony got fucked. So they've had a kind of closed border thing. And Nintendo just are a bit more chill about that because they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about protecting that sort of thing because uh, they're above it. They, they, they're, they're a bit more aloof in that regard. They're not in the war uh, such as it remains these days. So, yeah, very unique situation and uh, shame. A shame for people who want to play Rocket League uh, on PS4 against other consoles, you know? Yeah, it would be nice if on my PS4 I could see the person driving around in their Mario car and be like, oh, I'm playing against a Switch person. That's nice that we can exist across ecosystems and still be friends. Yeah, and, and, and it, I think it's good for all, all parties involved. It just it gets people it's, playing games and using the online systems more. It is a good and... thing industry-wide for more people to be able to engage with video games like that's a, yeah. that's nothing but a positive, and and the industry's clearly spoken. Uh, with with Sony being the outlier, the industry has said this is the way things are going. So at some point, Sony has to and will. I think it 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 will have to inevitably yeah, join they, the crowd because it can't out, beat them on this. They won't hold out forever because at the like yeah. the longer this goes on, the more it's going to become a talking point, and it's get, like. I think the point where Sony has no choice but but to do something about it is the first time that Nintendo uh, that Microsoft makes a reference during a conference about like, hey, do you want to play with your friends on other consoles? Might not want to get Sony's box. Like, yeah. as soon as I, we get some I, yeah. snide comment about it, it'll be like, oh, <laughs> the, that's now a talking point against Sony. If they can, if they can get Sony back for that moment where they were like, here's how you share a PS4 game with your <gasps> oh. friend. Here's, here's how you here's how you play uh, online games on on Xbox with your Switch friends, and it's just they're yeah. playing. Here's how you play you know multiplayer games with your Switch friends on PS4. Knowing Nintendo, oh, you don't. Prob- probably won't be that simple. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> um, no, you've got to uh, wire your phone up to your Switch, <laughs> log into the Xbox app on your phone, buy and a, then buy, a, buy another the... app to hook up to the other person's PS4. Yeah, you're going to need a special adapter for this that yeah. also routes down to your 3DS. Make sure you've got a 3DS if you have one. And uh, also an Xbox One controller. You won't need an Xbox One. Well, you might need the hard drive of an Xbox One. And you're um, not actually going to be using the controller. You'll use your TV remote to control the game. Yeah. Now, at noon, that's when you light your three candles. And that's where the joke ends. Okay. That's, that's where I'll fade it out when I repeat this bit on the Jimquisition. <laughs> um, um. 
because I, I, I normally when it's a topic I'm gonna do, I stay a little more quieter on the podcast. But I really rattled off half my fucking. You hear that, Laurie? He's, he's keeping his best jokes from us. <gasps> keeping his we, best we are being given us. your B grade material, and I'm yeah. not happy about this, Jim. <laughs> it's fine. You know what I'll do? I'll go take the when you email me your audio. I'll take these clips of these bits and I'll put it out on the internet and say bootleg early Jimquisition, <laughs> and I won't put the podquisition out. I'll just be like, ah, I got Jimquisition early. Here you go, fuckers. Yeah. No, I mean, um, think of it. Parquisition pa- gets Laura's great, best jokes. It gets uh, my hard cash song, but it gets Jim's B grade jokes. It just, gets just my, it gets my sloughed off. Yeah. It gets my sewage runoff. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> no, of- I mean, um, I w- what I mean is I um, I stay quiet about the the actual arguments about it because uh, I don't want to obviously give away half of what I'm going to say on the show. Yeah. It's not about jokes. Uh, we are, we I don't understand. want people to think I'm actually not putting effort into my products. Um, I, I, I'm just bad at doing them. It's not that I don't put the effort in. I'm just bad at doing them. So, uh, Oh, I must say the two recent Jimquisitions uh, uh, have been very good. The, thank uh, you very much. Thank you. Yeah. The you E3 mean... one was, was, gave me a lot of laughs. You don't gave me a lot of giggles. I was very pleased with that one. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, Justin helped out with uh, getting a lot of the, the graphics done for that one. And uh, Elizabeth Deloria did the, the voiceover. Uh, the, and, and we had a cameo from Pro Jared oh, as well. That makes sense. Uh, I knew so I recognised that, that voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she's an awesome friend of mine. And, and I, I figured she'd have the right voice to nail that sort of... Mm. Uh, that sort of the Game Awards style yeah. intro. So, yeah, I was really pleased with that came out because I, I want to have several Jimquisitions like that at certain points during each calendar year where they, there are these bigger production ones. So I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Uh, other things we had this week. Oh, speaking of, of things that got updates, but they didn't. the updates didn't include the things that people expected them to put in. Uh, the, the, the Switch got its uh, 3.0 update this week, and um, it it didn't add uh, a way to move your saves off of the console. Yeah. It, I refer to my early comment about never expect. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> the sensible thing so from Nintendo. It, it didn't add the the moving your saves thing. It didn't add any of the stuff people have been asking for to be fixed on the Switch. What it did add was the ability to make your controller vibrate so you can find it, and the ability to invert the colours on your screen for some reason. I don't understand why. You can turn all wow. of the system colours and your game colours. like as a, This is a system-wide setting. This is not like just your home menu or just one game. You can make all of your games grayscale or inverted colours. I don't understand why. Oh my goodness. I was... I was looking over that update list this morning out of, um, not even for, like, work interest, out of consumer interest. I'm like, has the Switch got some things that I've been wanting it to have? I didn't see that bit. I didn't know that there was a fucking... <laughs> that is the most nintendo thing of, of that Nintendo. That is amazing. I'm, I'm going to try and find a picture for you because it is just as bizarre as it sounds. Um, Breath of the Wild Inverted colors because now you can just play all your games in inverted colors for no real reason i mean you know what that was like Like, why not but again priorities that's something that um i think it was uncharted was the last game that had after you finished the game you unlock these modes to play it with these god-awful filters over the graphics and i'm like 
If I were one of the people who worked on the visuals for that game, I'd be so pissed oh. that that <laughs> option oh. existed There's... to absolutely destroy all my work. Maybe that's why they make sure that they're like unlockables for after you've completed yeah. it, so <laughs> that you don't ruin people's work. There's one other thing they've updated. I forgot to tell you. Um, there are no games that support this yet, but um, the the we the, the we use GameCube controller adapter now works on the Switch. Thank fuck. Um, I'm I'm looking through if there's anything else of note. Um, you you can lower the maximum volume of headphones. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, one. no, you can change one. your display colors to either invert the entire screen or grayscale it for all system screens and game software. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, you, okay. you can connect a USB keyboard. Good, good. That that that'll be good for all my online and, chat that I'm doing. And if you try and install something and don't have enough space, the switch will now tell you you don't have enough space. Do you want well, to maybe? Well, here's delete a funny something? story. I just got disconnected from you and accidentally called Marson, who Witcher Three composer, by mistake <laughs> when I was trying to bring you back. It's like shit. I, sorry. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't notice you were gone. <laughs> Wrong so, number. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't add the ability to move your saves, but you can now play Breath of the Wild in inverted colours if you want. Wow. Did did they answer? What? When when you called the Witcher Three composer, did you uh, get an uh, answer? Oh no, no, I quickly hung up on him, but because we were chatting online, oh, even because better. Uh, <laughs> because we're working on the the seven game, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what um, else? What else do we have this week? Um. More, more. Yes, updates. I'm sorry. I'm chatting to someone else while recording while you were talking about Pokemon. How dare you! <laughs> oh, and I'm get, I get shit for. Oh, he brings his B <laughs> game to this show. Um, hey, I just, I'm, I'm, I just tune out when you talk about the B games. You know. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, I think, good. I think this is the last Nintendo adjacent thing today. So don't worry, yeah. we're almost out of that neck of the woods, Gavin. Hooray! Um, you know how how uh, it kind of sucked that Breath of the Wild only had one save slot. Yeah. Uh, it now has two save slots, kind of. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! It was already funny at two. It was already funny at two. Okay. Do you, you mean there are conditions? Yes, there are conditions. So, do you want a second save slot for Breath of the Wild? Here's what you need. First of all, oh, yes, first of all, you need to buy the DLC packs for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Second of all, the second save slot is completely unconnected to the first. You can't have these two save files be for one playthrough. Uh, the second save slot is exclusively for hard mode. And you can't copy over any progress. It's basically, do you want to do a second playthrough in hard mode that you got with the DLC? You can have a separate, singular save file for hard mode. But hard mode Fuck also has only one save file for let's, it. And you can't let's have brainstorm a save. here, right? Let's brainstorm here. Possible reasons <laughs> to have only one save slot for a hundred hour plus open world game. Nintendo. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I I would I would hazard a guess. Uh, Nintendo. Like what the fuck? It's, that it is ridiculous that like second save slot comes with caveats of DLC and being being a secondary also isolated second save slot that can't interact with the first playthrough. Uh, I love you, Nintendo, but gosh, damn! So what's in this DLC? Is there anything actually? Play, 
Galileo. Are there this is, new dungeons? Okay. Is there something other to find than shrines and seeds? Okay. This is DLC pack one that has the update that you can create your own warp point wherever you want. It puts on the map a okay. a line. That's of pretty handy, being, actually. Yeah, it, it puts a line on the map of where you've been over the last 200 hours so you can see if there oh, are any places yeah. you've just completely not ever gone. That um, one will be very handy, actually. Yep. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of new armor things you can collect, including one that helps you track down Korok seeds more easily. And there is a dungeon that allows you to power up the Master Sword so that it is permanently powered up and doesn't run out is of energy at any point. Is that the Combat Waves dungeon, though? Uh, kind of. Uh, basically, is, it it's... Is this game ever going to get like a, an actual Zelda dungeon e at any point? Maybe, so. maybe with its Christmas update, uh, the the one mm. coming at the toward the end of the year. But this one is like you go in with no items, and it's make your way to the end of this challenge dungeon using only what you can find along the way. You know the yeah, way. Laura, you know the way when most companies are announcing DLC, usually one of the first um, selling lines is here. You'll hear is we listened to what the community wanted more of. We're probably not going to hear that for the Zelda DLC, oh, no. are they, we? They decided for the Zelda DLC what it was going to be before that the game came out, so no one had mm. a chance to say what they wanted. All you reviewers giving it tens. This is why we're not getting our fucking dungeon DLC. Yeah, but... but... <laughs> you all said it was perfect. Uh, no, I didn't say it was perfect. I said that <laughs> it took a genre that I usually cannot stand, and it made me play like 200 plus hours of that genre, and that is... A thing that I think is incredibly noteworthy. A yeah, ten I, does not I didn't mean, mean I didn't. I didn't mean you in specific. I just meant everyone. Oh, no, I gave it a ten. So I felt Hundreds. the need to defend my, my ten. <laughs> I, I feel if anything can take a genre that like usually I go. I usually ignore everything but main story content and just barrel through RP like open yeah. world RPGs. And I actually stopped and explored in this one. I'm like that. That in my it, view deserves some praise. It definitely did that really well, better than most games with the the getting around. But I I have to say, Laura, I went back to it um, like about six days ago because I just wanted to play something on my couch, you know. Mm. And uh, I wandered around for a while and found this cool looking puzzle. And of course, my reward for it was another shrine. <laughs> and then I wandered around some more and found two seeds. And it was it was that was the point where I was like, what am I doing with my life? Well, I went it was back like into the joy has. I've done all the story and I've done. I think I've found all the side quests and everything, and it was just like, yeah, no, this isn't fun for me anymore. And I just doing the same shit over and over, that which is... is a completely. You know, you could say that about any open world game, and I do understand that. Yeah, but I, most for, open world games don't get ninety seven on Metacritic. You know, for for me, I'm still going back into it and finding things. Uh, I went back in recently, and I now have my horse dressed up in. Like dark evil armor that makes it look like something that like the devil would ride into battle, and that was that was my <laughs> new thing was like making up evil war horse. Um, cool. So I'm still finding. Things I like the horsey hairstyles. It. Actually, the mohawk one was very uh, really cool looking. It for the longest time I didn't know that was a thing in the game. I played like a hundred yeah. plus hours without coming across that somehow. Yeah, it's uh that was a cool little find. I saw yeah. people making their horses into like total My Little Ponies as well, <laughs> <laughs> like the the pink uh, hair and everything. Yeah. Uh, in terms of stuff we've been playing this week, both of you went back and independently replayed Wolfenstein this week. Yeah, replaying a game where um, you meet some people who disagree with you 
and you try you... to have a debate with them towards the beginning, but it doesn't end well, so you resort to more violent means. Shooting, stabbing, strangling Nazis! Gavin, Gavin. That's what if, I've been doing. If you just I persevered. No and it, if you just Nazi. If you just persevered and explained to them why you have a difference of opinion, maybe they would have stopped being Nazis without you having to be violent. I know. I know. Shame on me, right? Shame on you indeed for resorting to violence with Nazis. How mm. dare you? You uncut... There, there's a secret vent near the beginning of the game. You crawl under that, you go through the vent, you open up a box, inside is some reasonable discourse, and that's, like, the most OP weapon in the game. Yeah. I, I blaze through Wolfenstein now. Um, but I have been playing The New Order again, and still a good game. Yeah. Still, Still a very fine, fun shooter. An extremely well-written game. And there's... There are two scenes with... Um, I mean, I know kind of Skullface, whatever his name is, is the main villain in that game, but kind of... Um, oh, Death's Head. Ma- yeah, Death's, Death's Head. But Madame uh, Frau Engel, that's her name, she's kind of the bigger villain, really, in the grand scheme of things. And From from what they're doing in the New Colossus, it, it looks yeah. like she. this was definitely her sort of origin story in some ways. And in... in um, there are two scenes where they establish her. There's one in a train and there's one where someone hands her a baby as they're coming into mm. the concentration camp. And those two scenes in the space of five minutes, maybe between them, do more to establish the villain than most games can manage in their like 20 to 40 hours. She's a, so she's a well really done. good villain. Yeah. Death's Head was cool as well. I mean, the, the, the whole game had some really nice uh, villains and stuff. I just, um, I, I just loved how, like, without a single word spoken, they told so much about her that someone handed her, yes. desperately hands her a baby, and she just holds it, looking at it with utter disgust. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, my wife hadn't seen that game in action before, but I was yeah. playing it uh, this weekend, and we got to that bit, and, and she just looked horrified yeah it's a horrifying because it's a chilling yeah, yeah chilling scene and and uh, whole, angle there, just the way she's holding. <laughs> that, yeah that... It, it is a a very memorable chapter yeah um but yeah 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 very good game um blaskovitz i really for a character who isn't very original for a, mm. for a character that's named after a blowjob yeah <laughs> His, uh, yeah, B- BJ Blazkowicz is so well performed. Mm. He is such a likable character. Mm. Um, even though a lot of what he says is so... He's got some cringy dialogue. Oh, like, yeah. Because he talks poetically at points. Yeah. And it's kind of cringy, yet his voice sells it so well it works. I going to the river with my dad and all this shit. <laughs> all this stuff. But, but there's just something in the cadence of his voice. Yeah. Uh, that sounds weary and yet likable. It's, it's so, everything he says sounds effortless and, and, and like it fits. It's so difficult, particularly in games, to hit that um, beautiful medium point between knowing it's a game and that it's going to have to be a lot of fun to keep you engaged, but also telling a somewhat more serious, uh, darker story. And I think they 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 hit that dark humour very well in the game, I think. I think so, yeah. Even with um, little interactions like um, knocking the, the guy's head down the toilet while he's pissing and just really stupid things like that. just They yeah. don't quite serve to take you out of the game. They just kind of reinforce the very dark humour that's in there. And then they kind of... Pl- like, the, like they cool down from that yeah. with light moments like um, Blaskovitz and... Um, I forget her name. Uh, the... 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 the, the, the 
the main um uh the nurse the who nurse, he's in a relationship yeah. with anya um, anya there we go That's i feel it. like a an idiot now um anya uh, yeah I got uh, that the wrong, little so. moments yeah uh, well i mean remembering the lead the 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 lady lead versus remembering the nazi with the fucked up face um <laughs> I just again it priorities I guess, um, but yeah, like their relationship is is really subtle and and charming. Yeah. I I really like the way they interact and play off each other. There's yeah. it it's so much more believable than a lot of video game relationships. Yeah, and his, it's just sort of there. Even, it's it's there. They found each other and like each other and 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 everything, and it, it just works. Even minor minor characters are written really well. Like there's a scene with um the kind of Jimi Hendrix ex guitar guy that was way too good to be locked into one timeline out of two. Because <laughs> I only saw it my, now, my second time playing through it three years later, because I, I did the other timeline and didn't even have that character. I'm like, man, this character is way too good to be locked into a timeline you might never see. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, well worth a redo. Well worth a redo if you uh, haven't redone it. Yeah. It's a really, really good game, and more, and and perhaps most importantly to a lot of uh, gamers, it's a lot of fun to actually play as well. It's got really good shooting. Yes, yes, it's um, just a very solid all-round game. It's one of those ones that are like I wouldn't put it up there with the all-time greats, yeah. but everything it does is just sound. It's yeah. very, very sound. Yep. Woo. Uh, in terms of stuff I've played this week, I've been trying to play the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen expansion, Stormblood. I say trying to, because as with any MMO expansion launch, um, I spent like three hours sat trying to talk to an NPC that would allow me to go to the place where the DLC starts, and couldn't get the conversation to trigger because there were just hundreds of people stood around this NPC trying to trigger this conversation. So... I I tried to. There sit- was a time when MMOs were not that. There was a time where MMO was not like just this very distinctive genre that involved these these pl- like these stood in place mannequin NPCs surrounded by dozens of people. There was times when you could just be a like a Star Wars boy band, and that was what you did. You taught cantinas <laughs> doing boy band stuff. I I know because um, flannel. Um, my DM, who appears in the Dice City pilot we put on YouTube uh, this week, uh, was apparently one third of one of the most popular boy bands in the old Star Wars <laughs> Online game. That uh, they just chose to do that. They, they used to be like they were worlds you lived in, and people well, had all sorts of different things they I, could do. I, These days, because of Warcraft, everything just follows one model. I will say, uh, for Stormblood, people have been um, inhabiting roles within within Final Fantasy XIV that I was quite impressed by. So some people did manage to get into the the expansion early before it all bottlenecked, and my favourite is the story I've seen going round of people who got into the expansion, managed to get mounts that allowed them to fly with two people on a mount, flew back to where people are queuing up to get into the <laughs> DLC, and were like, hey... If you give me enough money and resources and things I want, I will fly you over this big wall over to where the DLC is. And that is genius. They were just like extortion going in being like, right, you want to you wanna be able to play today? You took the day off for the expansion to start playing it? I'll fly you over the wall for all of your money. 
It was basically like Uber surge pricing and stuff. Like they 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 were price hiking because it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you know, people can play roles within that world. Um, but I am excited to play some Stormblood when I eventually like have some time and can get into it. Well, there we go. I I hope you get through that. Um, I remember the division was lousy for that initially as well. Oh god, people um, just queuing up for that, that one that NPC they mess. needed to talk to. Yeah, yeah. I like what I loved about that was that they started actually legit forming orderly queues. That's quite good. Yeah, is that a good place for us to wrap up? Because I think we've done about an hour's I- worth today. <laughs> I think so, and um, yeah, I've got to get this this video over and, to Justin so we uh, could fix. And I need to my turn this fan on before noise. I die. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, before you die, how can people find out more of your work? Me and my work. You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon. That's what pays the bills. In terms of stuff I've been doing recently, you should check out. Um, I am on a weekly D and D podcast called Dice Funk. I appear in season three of that. I've been playing a uh, a tiefling bard, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, I put up a nice. post. I put up a post. I saw some people uh, saying on Twitter that you were role playing me, Laura. I, people were saying I was role playing you literally because I was <laughs> playing a bard, and I'm pretty sure that was it. It's like a bard that was a little bit like a little bit rock music tastes. Um, <laughs> other than that, I put up an article on Let's Play Video Games this week um, about my theory that pr- uh, Rabid Peach in Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is a trans woman, and that the official Rabbids Peach Instagram account confirms this. Which that was a I did, great article. I did not expect to find as much like solid timelined evidence over three years of posts as I did, but that that was the thing. So just let's play video games, Laura K Buzz, that's the places, and go check out Dice Funk, because I quite enjoy doing a thing that's fiction. Gav! Music! Yo. Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter and Facebook and my Patreon, of course. And don't know if you guys have heard it yet, but my recent song was inspired by the wonderful Wonder Woman. I have, it's really good. Carly Ann did an amazing job on the vocals for that one. She actually, like, I was sitting there getting shivers up my spine listening to it when I first added her voice in, and it's gone down really well. So if you liked Wonder Woman, go check it out. Excellent. It's, um, uh, oh, and... oh, so, oh. oh, yeah, it's called The Moment. <laughs> the Moment. The Moment. The and moment. it is The Moment. It is the moment for us to say goodbye, I'm afraid. Thank you all for listening to us. Thank you so much. Um, check out my Twitter if you've got a chance this week. Scroll down, scroll past everything I've probably said about Trump and uh, look for the Jim Saw logo that I tweeted that Justin just made and sent to me and I just tweeted. Uh, it's incredible because they announced a new Saw movie and it's just called Jigsaw. And nice. last Halloween... And watch, his, watch his E3 video as well because that's really funny. It's quite good. And last Halloween we did Jim Saw, so I pre-spoofed this movie's title. Uh, so we're playing off that as hard as we can at the moment. Um, other than that, thank you all for your support. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Au revoir. Bye.